25 viewings of the film Borat. That's halfway to 50. That's a quarter of the way to 100. <laughs> uh-huh. We have been doing this now, Ryan, Borat Club, for about six months. Yeah, about half about a year. About half a year, it. and uh, really doesn't feel like it, honestly. Um, no, it's it's shockingly enough, it's gone by fairly quickly, I'd say, for, for having watched Borat... <laughs> 25 weeks out of my life. Yeah. It's it's been it's been shockingly, I would say even a, <laughs> a disturbingly easy feat to accomplish. Thus far, yeah, I would say it is. I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop, but it it just hasn't yet. It hasn't. It hasn't. I thought it was, uh, you know, I say this every now and then. I thought yeah. it was at the beginning, but uh but but we're 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 kind of in it at this point. And yeah, we are I you know what I I I have I was gonna say I have no complaints. I think that's a lie. I think <laughs> I probably have some complaints, uh, to say the least. But none nonetheless, I am still Niall. I am still enjoying watching this movie with you, my friend, and our good friend uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, the the friend of all humanity. I would say a friend to for all. all the good work he's done. Yeah, he's a real. He's the light of our lives uh, in these yeah. trying times. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, it's really just become a thing now that we do. You know, it's just like a part of our lives. I feel like yeah. it's it's I, it's um, neither good nor bad at this point. It's just a thing. <laughs> it just happens. It's like it's like getting up and going to work. You know, it's just you know, it's Borat. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I I'm I'm definitely at the point where I feel like I've lost perspective on this endeavor <laughs> because I was talking to people about it. I was talking to people about it last night, and I was like, yeah, I watch Borat every week, and they're horrified reactions uh reminded me that this is not something normal people do or would yeah. even probably consider doing yeah so i i do think that's very funny it is but, um, <laughs> we're 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 in the saddle we're here for another week of of hashtag borat chat i'd say yeah we are and you know it was again it was it was another pretty easy thing you know again it's just yeah. It's just a thing that that exists around us at this point, and it's you <laughs> it's know. like a force of nature. It's like yeah. living on a fault line. Yeah, it's it's not. It's like it's like it's like watching the news at six o'clock. You know, like it's just a thing you can set your watch by at this point. It's just boring. Sure. He's just there. You just sit there and you engage with it for for a while, you know, and then it's over and then you don't think about it again for another week or whatever, you know. It's yeah, just, like, like going to the dentist or something, you know. Less painful than going to the dentist can be, definitely, <laughs> but... Um, sure, yeah. But, I think... I think my perspective this week is a little bit skewed mm. because uh, last night I watched Final Fantasy VII Advent Children oh. uh, for the first time in like eight years. God. Uh, and I talked about this a bit on the other podcast. It would have mm. been longer than eight years. It's been at least... How old am I? It, it would be at least 10 or 11 years sure. at this point since, since I watched that. Um, that movie is like... I can't say it's bad because it's it's good is the thing, but it's also bad. <laughs> right, I understand. I've never seen it, so really, yeah, Niall. Oh my god, Sylvia and I had a conversation about this as well because we we recorded my other show Emoji Drone like an hour and a half before we started watching <laughs> Borat. Uh, I'm gonna have to host. I'm gonna have to host an Advent Children watch party. 
I, I, I think this is a very bold comparison, but I do mm. think it's on the level of some of, like, the lesser Resident Evil movies. Really? It's, um, yeah, I know that's, like, our only frame of reference on this stupid podcast, <laughs> but it's... Advent Children is, is hilarious, especially if you've played the games, because it's, like, half an hour of incomprehensible exposition mm. that makes makes zero sense. Like, even if you played the game, it's it's nigh impossible to, to, to grok what's happening. And then after... After the exposition, it's like a straight hour of just like nonstop like anime action sequences, Great. and and that's all the movie is. There's like um, like Cloud is the only main character. Uh, some of the Turks are there, mm. and like all your favorite cast members from FF Seven show up, and they all have like two lines each, and then they just watch Cloud uh, <laughs> f- fight, and that's it. <laughs> it's so it's oh. it's. It's it's one of the like when I was a, when I was like a preteen or whatever and I or like a teenager and I watched sure. that I thought it was like the coolest show on earth right it's right. like yeah. oh damn instead of one cool uh, silver haired dude in leather with a sword there's three of them and they're all clones of Sephiroth or whatever Fuck. and um, but the they're like the three Stooges they're all like really weird and incompetent. <laughs> And like, like if you do, you know anything about the plot, the so-called plot of Advent Children at all? No, um, I like my history with Final Fantasy VII is I played the original and I played Dirge of Cerberus and I never touched Crisis Core and never watched Advent Children. So like, never yeah. even really like engaged with either of them. Crisis Core is pretty all right. I play. I actually played Crisis Core uh, when that came out and I really liked it, mm. but. Uh, FF7, uh, Advent Children, uh, a quick, a quick summarization of the plot, as far as I can tell, is that, like, there's, there's the, the, the geostigma or whatever, mm-hmm. and, um, I don't remember if, the, I, I don't know if that's at the end of FF7, I'm assuming it is, I've, I've never been able to finish that game, but, um, uh, there's the geostigma, and they've got to cure it, but watch out, when Sephiroth died, he turned into three, like, fuckboy three stooges, <laughs> uh, silver-haired anime creeps, and now now Cloud has to fight the anime creeps because they're trying to find Genova, and there's going to be a thing, but watch out, they're, they're kidnapping these children for some reason, mm. who I guess are the... The eponymous Advent Children, right? Yeah, but um, we, we we had a we had a pretty thorough back and forth as to what the purpose of of the Advent Children were in this film, and none of us could really figure it out. <laughs> um, there's a lot of Catholic symbolism Great. in that movie. Great, awesome. Um, Love uh, that. Cl- Cloud Strife does become Catholic in Advent Children. I, I just want to say that um, Barrett is there. He's dressed like a character from one of the Matrix sequels for some reason. I, I I don't I don't fucking know. I have no idea. I'm just saying I'm just I'm just saying we should watch it. We should watch it. Yeah, we should definitely watch it at some point. Um, mm-hmm. You you talk like the way you're talking about structure, like the structure of it, uh, and comparing it to a Resident Evil movie. I'm just kind of like picturing like you know how like the latter movies in that series are just like they open with like five minutes of just a shot of Mila Jovovich's face as she just like tells uh-huh. you everything that's happening i'm just imagining yeah. that but with like a mid-2000s cloud strife cgi face i can't remember i can't remember to be totally honest uh the the 
The first, I would say, 15 minutes of it, I was trying to stream it on my PC, which mm. was playing the movie. The The audio was at 1080. Uh, it was moving at, like, two frames a second in terms of the visuals, though. Great. So, so I missed I missed kind of a chunk of the beginning when I was switching over to streaming on my PS4. Sure. Um, but it, it's... I, I would say my my comparison for to compare it to the Resident Evil movies is just, like, the sheer... In, like like just total inane quality of like everything that happens right, like it's yeah. it's it's just completely asinine for the whole movie sure um all the voice acting is is terrible it, it's it's like it, it it the way the way it moves and like hits all these like obligatory emotional beats and does all this weird shit it feels like Final Fantasy VII the lifetime movie it feels like it feels like a, a hallmark channel like Final Fantasy VII film, um, it, it it's like it's like Ready Player One, but for its own franchise. You know, that like, like it's like the incredible. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> it is essentially it is essentially the Ready Player One for its own source material. Right? Yeah, that's which which mm, I think is hilarious. Yeah, we gotta we gotta sit down and watch that soon at some point. It's it's totally off the rails. Yeah. But hey, um. Speaking of off the rails, we had a we had a couple of conversation points about the uh, about the film Borat this week. We did. Um, we, you know, I feel like we're starting to really get into the minutia now of Borat in a way <laughs> yeah. in a way that we haven't previously. Like we've obviously, you know, since maybe like the third or fourth watch, been looking at things in the background and stuff. But we're really like. Uh, I feel like disengaged with the story and now just like trying to come up with bullshit or behind the scenes or like, how did this work or whatever, you know? Um, oh, absolutely. Or like examining things that aren't there, speculating on characters and their relationships to one another or whatever. Um, we did open this week, uh, just with with a little bit of a discussion about um you know the merits of maybe finally just getting something a little bit different from borat you know like how it yeah. would, would would be nice if like just anything changed in the movie you know just mm-hmm. once just something small it's gotten know. a little predictable it's gotten it. a little predictable it has um and i really feel like you know as much as i would love for just anything to be a little bit different in the movie i still Mm -hmm. find myself coming back to certain points in the movie and being like ah this is just this is just good this is just comforting i I, pure cinema yeah Yeah. i i I see the driving instructor i see borat kiss him on the cheek and hear him go i'm not used to that but that's fine and it's just like it just (laughs) warms my heart a little bit you know it really does it really does we've um We've essentially made Borat into some kind of bizarre coping mechanism, mm. I'd say. Like, like this point, this horrible, horrible film is like a point of comfort. It's like, um, it's like I don't know. Uh, what, what, what can I, what can I possibly compare it to? It's something that hurts you, but you're like, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. How, how do I put this? You know how? Hmm. It's like okay, like say, say you're someone that how okay say that you really like the smell of like burnt food or something like that sure like most people would not say that that's good right like they would say that that's bad and it's repulsive but 
you get to it's like hey you know i it just comforts me i don't know why but the smell of someone like charring the shit out of whatever it is they're cooking like really puts my mind at ease Mm. um that's that's the only thing i can possibly think of my mind does not my mind cannot make these sort of analogies right now but um yeah it's 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 it is what it is you know it's it's an acquired taste it's like coffee or like sushi or something like that i i think saying that it's an acquired taste is maybe the best like yeah analogy (laughs) you could use for that although I still don't know that we've acquired the taste more that like we can like stomach it. It's like, Tolerate it. yeah. yeah, it's like, um, like natto beans or whatever, where they just stink and they taste awful, but people still eat them. And mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, I can tolerate them. Or it's like Brussels sprouts or it's like, yeah, whatever. I, I can eat it. You know, it's, it, do- it doesn't make me violently gag and want to throw up when it, when I eat it now. So sure, great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, uh, hey, speaking of violently gagging, mm. have we talked about Borat's cock at all on this podcast? I think, I think we, we, we certainly have. We, we certainly have, but not for a while, I feel like. I feel like it's been, I feel like mm-hmm. Borat's dick was a real, um. Been a few weeks. I feel like Borat's dick was a real, like, episode 7 through, like, 15 kind of thing for us, if, if not yeah, earlier, you I, know. I, I feel like we brought it up a little bit mm. semi recently, but um, today today we 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 noticed like um when he says that uh his wife will snap off his cock yeah. um I I noted that that first for whatever reason the the use of the phrasing snap is a lot more visceral than saying like rip or tear or yeah. like cut yeah. even. Because it, it it gives you the impression that there's going to be I think you said like like a pop noise <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's like you know it's like if you if you were to break a twig over your knee or something you know like there's just like yeah. that like there's that sound there's that audible quality to yeah. to a snap that you just kind that, of don't get with a like a tear or whatever that's that's a real injury you can get right like you can you can hurt yourself if you if you like i think so i think <laughs> yeah, so yeah at you don't really break anything, but but you you get it fucked up and you can bruise it. I think. Yeah, because there, uh, there's no bone down there, so it's all like muscle. No. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like spraining something. Yeah, I, think. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a penis a penis injury expert. Yeah, so. yeah I, I I have never uh, injured my penis, so uh, I can't say too much about uh, well, what you know. may happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think I think we also floated the idea that in order to facilitate snapping his apparently massive like foot long dong, yeah, uh, there would have to be some sort of like contraption constructed, mm. like a like putting him over a wooden block. Like like Ugh. in my mind, in my mind, what you do is you is you set him up, you set him up, you strain him, and um, you get like a you get like a wooden log, but you carve a divot into the top of it. Oh god, you, you, just you, lay you it on strap, top. Well, you strap you strap the base of it into this log, right, and the rest of it's like hanging off the edge uh, because he's got some length, right? And then you get like a big mallet, like in that fucking oh. movie that just came out, uh, and you just you just slam the mallet down, and it it snaps his cock. That's yeah, that's a lot. I feel like I feel <laughs> I, feel, I feel like the mallet is like unnecessary. You could probably snap it by hand if you really try. Well, yeah. Obviously, his wife is is yoked enough to be able to snap it by yeah. hand, 
But I'm just saying, if you wanted to go like a sort of public execution route with Borat's balls, uh, his his dick and balls, mm. then that would kind of be the way to do it. I think. Yeah, I mean, would you would you want to put his balls up on, on it as well? And no, or would you no, want, would you just want it to like re- just just rest the dick on there? I think it would just be the dick part. The balls, the balls would be left alone. Um, at least I think so. I mean, mm-hmm. who, who fucking knows? But um, it, it's just the cock, and generally, I I, I think it's cock and ball torture, and yeah. not just cock torture. Mm-hmm. So so there is a differentiation between the shaft and the scrot on that there one. Is. There is. Um, that's the worst conversation we've had on this podcast, I think. That's well, here's, gross. Here's, <laughs> here's a follow-up. <laughs> is Borat circumcised or not? Is Bo- uh, he would be, I think, yeah. You think so? I would assume so. I mean... I don't know. I mean, he's not, he's not like... We don't know how like religious he is, right? In yeah, that but, sense. Uh, no, he's. I would assume he's not circumcised. I, I mean, yeah, I, not circumcised. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he's he's a hooded hero. Is what yeah, you're saying? I, because um, I believe uh, the U.S. is really the only place in the Western world that where circumcision is like very common. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's not a generally done thing outside the u.s north america i don't think interesting okay uh, unless for religious reasons so yeah well well okay here, here here's this here's this but who, we what do know he's... Huey lewis is circumcised though we do know that that's that's true what if borat is not circumcised but then he gets circumcised when they convert to christianity at the end of the film mm. just an idea isn't I feel like I've heard somewhere that circumcision as an adult is like super dangerous. I don't know if that's it probably true. Is. It, I I feel like um, I I feel like there's a significant risk involved in doing it as an adult as opposed to doing it when you're, you know, fresh and malleable in that way. Yeah. So I I I don't know. I I think my my hunch is to say that he is is uncircumcised. Yeah. But. I, I I don't know. Maybe Huey Lewis had a had a condition and they had to just take Maybe, it off. I don't know. Maybe the fictional religion that Borat follows uh, earlier in the yeah. movie requires it. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's probably some. If we dug deep enough, we could probably find some gross uh, foreskin joke in, in somewhere in the book. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's in the book somewhere. Um, which you still have. You had it to hand during this recording and during this watch. Yeah, you were uh, you were repulsed to know that I still um, that I still have my copy of this book. I, I was, but I was more repulsed by the fact that you were flicking through it as we were. Oh yeah, well it wasn't it wasn't easy. I um well, oh yeah, the question came up. Uh, you mentioned when they're in the hotel in New York at the beginning. Mm-hmm. They um they say that Kazakhstan has like the eighty sixth lowest comedic um comedic level in like the entire world or something like yeah. that like lowest comedy and you asked what what passes for comedy in Kazakhstan like what is the standard and so I I did my sworn duty as as a Borat scholar mm. and sourced pretty much the only um. The only reference material really available to us as stewards of the Borat lore. Uh, and I can I, I looked through it very briefly and it does give you a pretty um a pretty brief overview of the sports in Kazakhstan, of 
the music of just general kind of things people do for entertainment like going to club fuck or whatever it's called yeah. like fuck fuck house or fuck club yeah um, super fuck i think it was called super it. fuck that's it yeah i'm not picking the book back up again <laughs> i i'd have to reach down and i don't want to do that but i did notice that the closest thing that it posits to comedy is the really gruesome circus flyer that's in there mm. where it's the two page uh, flyer for the circus. It looks like it was made by a serial killer where it has a woman like fisting herself and like the really bad racist caricature yeah. and like the, the mutant children or whatever. Uh, so, so I think that's the kind of shit that they're on over there, at least in the world of Borat, which is very distressing. Again, I cannot repeat enough that this book this book causes actual psychological damage <laughs> it's yeah. very obscene i and I, I can't believe you still have it well i think i think the thing about it is that i never threw it away and it's been long enough that i forgot how bad it was sure you know? yeah like like it's been so long since i've looked at it i i just wouldn't it was not in my mind but um, the worst I, one I feel, cent I've ever spent in my life on that book. Yeah, I, hey, I spent a full five American dollars on this bad boy, mm. so maybe that's why I'm so reluctant to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So that's uh, that's the the comedy landscape. And speaking of comedy landscape, uh, we, that shot of him taking the dump in front of the Trump Tower. Yeah, it is. It is unreal because. Every fucking week we record this podcast, it just hits different. Like, it hits different every single time we record this. Like, at first, at first it was like, oh, it's funny, ha ha ha. Like, and now it's like, since the last time we recorded it, he went on TV and told people to inject themselves with bleach. So, like, every, every week, every fucking week it's something new. And every week that shot is just like... A whole new wave of emotion yeah. that we have to deal with when we it, watch this it film. It somehow has become more and more relevant over time. Like, more and more relevant even over, like, the course of this podcast. <laughs> it's not even like, oh, 15 years later, that's funny. It's like every week later, as it, like, it's just wilder and wilder. Yeah. It's unfucking believable <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It's, it's unreal. I'm really worried now that the, um... Like circumcision weirdos on Twitter are gonna come for us for talking about circumcision on the podcast. You think so? You yeah. think the moderator on the Silent Hill Wiki is gonna dox our podcast? I feel like somebody who's like real weird about circumcision is gonna listen to it, and then they're gonna like. <laughs> yeah. It's it's gonna be like that one time when like people started like sending tweets about circumcision to the la beast or whatever for like no reason Holy or because shit. she like mentioned it or something i, I think it was la That's beast hilarious. it might, might have That's been someone so else fucking funny. there was definitely some like weird food youtuber who like said something like offhand about like maybe just mentioned the word circumcision at one point and got like a fucking army of people after him <laughs> Well, why don't we just, why don't we just, um, for, for the sake, if you're listening, uh, for the sake of our own well-being, uh, we will just take a neutral stance on circumcision sure. for this podcast. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. <laughs> put that, put that in the world. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not going to put circumcision in the tags or anything for the me- metadata <laughs> it'll be, of this. It'll be a nice surprise. It'll be a nice surprise for our loyal listeners, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh wow, this and episode now- got 20,000 downloads all from the, like, being posted on the circumcision wiki forum or whatever. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, God. You've- <laughs> 
So, um, I don't know if I had any other, any other, like, big things to, uh, to talk about. Yeah. I did have two notes. Oh, yeah. I noticed two of my, two of my least favorite jokes, um, mm-hmm. uh, yet again in this movie. Uh, two of the stupidest bits in this entire thing was, um, when he asked if the turtle is a cat in the hat. Yeah. Which I think is just, I think it's just so dumb. It's, it, it's not even funny. Yeah. Um, we kind of, like, came to the conclusion that like they just really needed an excuse to have the bear there so they just were like take anything even close to a joke from talking to these wildlife preserve guys you know like mm-hmm. it's it's so bad it's so stupid like it's not even a joke it's just like ugh. yeah it's um it's a really dumb comment um so i haven't been able to find a circumcision forum uh, just a lot of uh people people on here talking about uh thinking about getting adult circumcisions which is wild (laughs) absolutely wild and then we got the fucking uh second joke which i really hate which is when he is improvising and riffing when they're in the uh, china shop like the antique store and he says um he says when he's trying to get them repaid that he has a digital watch from the future yeah which is just like I know, I know I have to have mentioned this before, but it's so yeah. outwardly stupid. It is. That it's unbelievable. That whole thing where he's like, oh, I, I can, I have a friend who can make glue. I have a digital watch from the future. I can get you like 300 bags of pubes or whatever. Yeah. Like it's just like, come the fuck I do on. think, I, I will say the, 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 the hair from pubis bit does still make me chuckle a little it's bit. It's so stupid. Um, the, the joke itself is really stupid, but when they're leaving and Azamat, Azamat's like, did you offer them hair? And he was like, yeah, of course I did. That, that gets a little bit of a giggle. That, that's, that's, that's the best it. part of that. Yeah. is definitely, yeah. definitely that. Um, what else? I think the only thing that stands out to me is, um, it's during the week we were sent like, uh, an article, oh, yeah. uh, where it was like a, rev- it, not a review, an interview with one of the frat boys. Um, and it was the frat, it, it was the frat boy with the shaved head, the, um, who was also like the guy who didn't sue them. Um, yes. and he uh-huh. was like talking about his role in the movie. And, uh, I need to check when the actual interview was, cause I'm not sure if it was like right after the movie or like a few years later or recently. Um, but he was basically like, yeah, you know, I made my bed and I have to kind of lie in it. And also I didn't sue because I didn't say anything racist on camera. And we went into this being like, wait, did he actually say something racist on camera? Like trying to see. And he actually doesn't say anything racist. Like he's he's very proudly misogynistic and sexist, but he yeah. did. <laughs> and like very, very aggressive, like much more aggressive than the other two. But he is right when he says that he didn't say anything racist. Yeah. So I the, mean, the worst, the like, worst thing he says in that whole thing is when, um, when he, when he says that he doesn't call women back because they don't have his respect yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Which is bad. It it's is bad. very bad. Very bad. But he is not the one on camera saying that people should be their fucking slaves or whatever. Or like, like you are. And again, saying minorities I'm not saying that he power. maybe doesn't hold those views. Like, I'm not no. saying that he's not a bad person. Right. Right. But I was, I was shocked after how much we've shat on him on this podcast. Yeah. That he is maybe the lesser of, of three evils in that scene. Yeah. I think that's what stands out like to me as well is that like, 
he's clearly not a good dude. He's clearly like a bad fucking guy, but like we, yeah, I, I think we have made the mistake of like, he's the most aggressive. So therefore he's the worst, uh, up to this point when in reality, he's actually like not as bad as I think the guy in the yellow shirt with the hat that says Cox on it is the worst. Cause he's the guy who like, <laughs> asks about are women your slaves or yeah. like he's i think he's i think he is the guy that goes on the tangent about like how the people with the power are like the jews and the minorities i think yeah i think yeah, that's absolutely. him um like so he's probably actually the worst but like yeah like up to this point we 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 like <laughs> I, I i don't want to sound like i'm defending him because he's like the absolute worst but he's yeah. <laughs> but he's still like not the absolute worst of these three guys which is like unreal you know yeah it is it is we um we really like psychologically worked ourselves into thinking this dude was the worst and he is the worst but he's not the worst worst yeah you know? he's just the loudest of them yeah, and the, and he is like the the most shitty to Borat. Like he's like yes, constantly directly, cuts Borat yeah. off, and like anytime he like asks Borat a question, he's just like, "I don't know what you're saying" or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. He did also say in that interview that he would not, in fact, put a piece of cheese in the hole of his dick and let a baby mouse eat it. So coward, yeah, absolute coward. So you know, not only is he a bad person, but he's also a liar. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god can you imagine no never mind i don't want to think about that <laughs> i don't want uh, to do think have... about that either we've had a lot of cock talk on this particular episode of borat yeah. club and i don't know i don't know if that's because i've been in quarantine for over a month at this point or if i'm just mm. like so burnt out it's the one thing i can i can fixate on about this movie on our <laughs> fucking 25th viewing <sighs> but uh you know you, we, we did you did mention that you thought it was very bold of azimat to to be yoinking his doink when borat was in the other room yeah like like it 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 raises some questions for me you know like i are are they are they comfortable with just you know uh self-love in front of each other are they or you know okay. wh was he was he doing it because he thought he could sneak one out while borat was in the bath you know like there's questions that are raised there essentially what what you see what you see in this scene is two is two options right right either either he is trying to squeak one out in time before Borat gets out of the bath, which which I personally think is 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 the implication here. I think it's the um, more likely thing. Yeah, it's the more likely thing. But then the second option is that they're normally comfortable jerking the jerking it in front of each other. Sure. But the pr the problem is that he's specifically spanking it over the the Pamela Anderson Baywatch scrapbook. That's the you're saying that could be the issue not the fact that he's he's cranking his hog yeah because you know the subtitles that we get uh, as they're arguing borat's not mad that he's whacking it he's mad that he's whacking it to pamela you know yes so, that's true you know we don't know this, don't this know. is another question we have to you know just this isn't a question this is a curse <laughs> Listen, we need we need anything we can possibly grab onto at this stage to you know okay. to think about you know this this ties in with Azamat you know you know Azamat's whole sexual 
persona of of sorts you know um we we know he's into uh, bears uh, we know he's into yes into pamela you know like you know what what is azimat into you know what is he not into you know how what is the scope of azimat's you know sexuality you know these are questions that the movie raises the more you watch it you know i think i yeah it's it's a lot like that's the if we really want to get into the weeds on this the weird thing about borat is that ostensibly these are like sexually open characters but in a way right. that's non-consensual and very misogynistic exactly. so at that point it just becomes like sex pestery right and and uh, that's what's that's what's so bizarre about this film is that like if you if you really read into it you could you can make the argument that like azimat is like bisexual or whatever mm-hmm. or like like you, you can make all this stuff but when it boils down to it it's all <laughs> It's also grotesque that yeah. you can't really you can't really even you can't really even joke about it that much to be honest. It just sucks. It does suck. You know, I'm like we keyed in on it pretty early with Borat, you know, all the jokes about, you know, pedophilia and stuff that, you know, come from yeah. him. And it's just like okay, so you're making jokes that Borat's a pedophile, that Azimat is sexually attracted to animals, that like you mm-hmm. know, that Borat takes pictures of women when they're going to the toilet like there's like all the sex stuff in this movie is so just gross yeah it's very um it's pretty uh it's pretty bad it's very bad it's 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 a horny movie but not a good horny it's like a very subterranean like sewer creature sort of horny yeah it's a it's a very like isn't this funny horny but wait actually it's not funny at all like it's actually really gross and sinister (laughs) and dark yeah it really is i okay so here's my question we we've talked a lot in this podcast about a potential borat sequel or modern day borat Hmm. so so we've gone through a lot we've said that maybe borat gets obsessed with like an e-girl or like like someone with an OnlyFans account or whatever else If that's the case, what is it that he catches Azimat pulling Pud to in that scene? Like, what is the mm. what is the what is the fucking inciting incident? Because I would say I would say I don't know if you if you really wanted to be grotesque, you could. No, I can't even say that on this podcast. I'll, I'll type it. You don't have to say it. I won't say but, it. Don't um, worry. You don't have to say it. Hold I on. I won't. Da-da-da. How do you feel about that? Um, you're not a million miles yeah. away from what I was thinking. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I feel like people who were on Tumblr like uh, six or seven years ago probably saw the the picture um, that went around of a jar. Um, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. The, that's the My Little Pony. Yeah, thing. that's kind yeah. of that's kind of where Ryan is going with this, but. I, I feel like that's... Borat, Borat would absolutely be doing that. That's what he would be doing if he was in modern day. He would be he would be doing shit like that on the internet. Yeah, I, I feel like he would. I feel like... I mean, I, I feel kind of bad saying this. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I feel bad because of, of you being my co-host and having to say this, but I feel like uh-huh. with what we know with Azimat, he's probably like a furry in modern furry. days. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, he'd be he'd be one of the like, I don't know, you know, and like <laughs> I, I, I don't want to come across like I'm taking a shot at Faris here because I'm no, not, no, I'm not, no. but you know, just with what they establish about Azimat, you know, 
I think I think it's I think it's it gets very nuanced. I think you're right, first of all, but I, I think I think that um I think if we're being realistic, they would make a version of Borat where Azamat is a furry, but the whole thing is that he's like actually just attracted to animals, right? And right. it's a very yeah. bad joke, like very poor representation. I think that I think that is absolutely one hundred percent within the realm of comedy for this film, right? Yeah, it is. So so maybe <laughs> I don't know. So so okay, so so here's here's Borat 2. I'm writing it down right now. Borat 2. Borat 2. Uh first bullet point, Azamat. We we have talked about their fucking fursonas on this bullshit before, right? Have uh, we? I, I don't remember. But probably, I honestly we probably have, have. I honestly have no fucking idea. We probably have. Um, so Azamat's a furry, but like one of the weird ones that you don't want at conventions. Sure. Then uh Borat is Borat is like a like a instead of being a reporter, he's a Twitch streamer, obviously. Yeah. So let me see. He he plays to an audience of like six people in Kazakhstan. Yeah. But they're they're so impressed. Like that's the whole joke of Borat too, is that he's like now he's introducing the concept of streaming and everyone's going crazy because yeah. it's so cool. But he's playing it on like a Windows ninety five PC or something like that. Sure. He's he's like <laughs> he's like streaming. I was gonna say the original RuneScape, but there's actually people who stream that and like have thousands of viewers. So I don't know. Yeah. Um. um hmm. Streaming. He's like streaming EverQuest. like. <laughs> I was gonna say he's streaming one of those really bad parodies of Mist that they yeah came maybe out with. yeah pissed or whatever like, it's called pissed yeah <laughs> you know there's a surprising lack of piss in this film I will say that I'm like, glad that there is a lack of piss in this film I I do yeah. not want to see Borat tackle piss in <laughs> any Borat context. piss challenge yeah Jesus Borat Christ is the piss challenge. <laughs> Borat, yeah, Borat just drinks the big like Dr Pepper and just like he has to drive across the states without pissing. <laughs> Azamat's just yelling at him. Nobody is going to understand this joke. No, I'm gonna no. cut that. Wawa, wawa, wa, cut the rubbish. That's oh. uh, that's that's Borat. Hey, uh, Niall can Niall can cut this if he wants, but go look up a uh, go look up piss challenge on YouTube. <laughs> See, that's where I really lose perspective because Sylvie and I had the same conversation is that I will reference these like YouTube videos that I, I assume people have seen or like are aware of, yeah. but it's like, no, this is like the most niche, like comedy bullshit in the entire world and no one is ever going to understand these references. Yeah. You're making references um, to videos that have like 300 views. Yeah. Well, you know, if, if people can't keep up with the culture, that's not my yeah. problem. We're on the we're on the cutting edge. Yeah, we're gonna we are on the bleeding edge of the bleeding edge. Yeah, we're we're gonna start like talking about our frog daughter cross Borat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that! Fuck that! I really there are times when I think we should just do a podcast about like YouTube YouTube creators like that. I would love to I, do I, that. Yeah, I think it would be super super interesting. Uh, I, I think this is a sign that I am about tapped on conversation for Borat. Yeah. So, do you have anything else that you want to go over? Uh, not really, no. I feel like this has been a, a pretty... Nightmare. Nightmarish episode, yeah. I, I feel like... We we haven't talked this much about sex and Borat's dick and like all that stuff in any episode of this yet, and uh, I'm no. sure it's just awful listening. So uh, we're sorry. <laughs> um, I'm not. He's sorry. I don't give a shit. <laughs> listen, 
nobody uh, whatever like i i feel like i feel like talking about borat's dick being snapped on some weird like medieval torture contraption uh-huh. is maybe a little well, it's a, much it's a preview it is it's a preview for my fan fiction yeah, great i can't yeah. wait to read it <laughs> all right i think that's about it for me niall uh do you want to go ahead and wrap this one up sure uh ryan you mentioned earlier you do another podcast uh where can people find that where can people find you on the internet yeah if you want more of whatever this is you can find me on twitter at sewer peak uh, p-e-a-k you can also find my other podcast emoji drome which i do with sylvia from friends at the table we pick a different emoji and talk about every single version of it and kind of rate them and describe them. Uh, as of this episode, our most recent one was the knife emoji. Mm-hmm. So if, if that sounds like something you care about, then maybe check that out. Niall, what are you up to these days? Yeah, um, I just put a review of Final Fantasy VII Remake up over at videogamechoochoo.com. We also do podcasts, videos, streams, uh, just general editorial pieces, so please check that out if you're into games. Um, If you want to contact us, we're at boratclubcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at boratclub. We would love uh, your feedback on the movie Borat, how you feel about it, how you feel about... um, Borat and Azamat's personas, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and of course, if you enjoy the show, we would also love if you passed on, you know, a recommendation to somebody, left us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it really does help us. Um, and yeah, until next week, you know, uh, stay safe out there, wash your hands, don't inject Lysol into your blood, and uh, yeah, take care. Ryan, thank you as always. Thank you, Niall.